Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minko Gadget. Hello, everyone. In this episode of the Programming Podcast, we're going to discuss three different tools. We're going to talk about compilers, code formatters, and linters. We're going to discuss how they compare to each other and what are the responsibilities of each individual tool. Also, on a very high level, just in a couple of words, I'm going to try to explain how these individual tools work. So this topic is inspired by many conversations I have had with tens or hundreds of developers over the years. Very frequently, I notice the confusion between these, these, these different tools, like what exactly linter is or what is exactly the responsibility of the compiler. Very often, I see people referring to compile time errors as linting errors and being unsatisfied that their linter is throwing a bunch of errors which is preventing them from running their software or deploying it to production. So I'm hoping with this episode I'm going to address some of these confusions and we are going to have a good idea about when to use formatters, when to use linter, what is the difference between these two and how the compile time type checking fits into this bigger picture. Let us start first with code formatters. We have probably noticed that in community, online, in social media, or even inside of your teams, a lot of the discussions that are happening are around code syntax. A lot of the code review comments are related to syntax as well, which is quite wasteful, right? At the end, our software, it doesn't matter how we have written it, whether it is written in one million lines of code or these one million lines of code are concatenated into a single line of code, in general, it is going to produce the exact same result, right? It doesn't really matter. But obviously, it matters for us as software engineers getting started in a new code base or reading our colleagues' source code. It helps us to remove this mental overhead, to adjust to different coding styles. If we see consistent coding style everywhere, we can be more productive. We can read source code much easier and this is going to improve the overall productivity of our entire team. On the other side, discussing for hours whether we should use tabs versus spaces, uh, this is probably not uh, the most constructive and the most useful discussion out there. That is why there are coding formatters. There are source code formatters which aim to enforce a, cer a certain convention that a team has agreed upon. So the source code formatter is going to take your program it's going to build an abstract syntax tree. This is something that we discussed in the very first episode of the programming podcast, where uh, the formatter is going to take our program, which is pretty much a string. It is going to build this abstract syntax tree. And depending on some configuration, it is going to serialize it into an equivalent program with normalized syntax. This means that uh, the formatter is going to enforce some of these decisions, whether we're going to use spaces, versus tabs or whether we're going to put the opening bracket of the if statement right after the condition or on a new line. It doesn't really matter. The source code formatter is going to enforce this consistent style all across our code base. Now let us talk about compilers. So there are a couple of responsibilities of the compiler, but probably the most essential one is to translate our source code to an equivalent program from a lower level language. That's what compilers do. 
Some compilers which have compile time type checking enabled, they're also going to make sure that our program is correct to some extent, depending on some type annotations of the individual expressions, functions, and variables. So the type checker is going to perform a bunch of different logical operations in order to make sure that our program is not going to throw any runtime errors that are going to ruin the user experience for our end customers. An example for that is, let's say, verifying whether we're accessing a property or invoking a method of a variable which could, could potentially be null. As you know, if we do that and if this happens at runtime, our program is likely going to crash and we're going to ruin the user experience. But if we catch this earlier, during the build process, before we have shipped our program to production, we can prevent some very frequently occurring issues, right? So the compiler is verifying that our program is correct and is also helping us to prevent issues at runtime. Now, what about linters? So we discussed for matters. We mentioned that they're pretty much responsible for normalizing the syntax so that we can be productive and not constantly argue about coding style. We talked about compilers and we discussed that their type checking is primarily used in order to verify that our programs are correct. So what is left for linters? Well, linters are covering everything in between. Very frequently, linters are used for coding style as well. Imagine some more complicated constructs which are harder to understand by the formatter. For example, in JavaScript, we can pick whether we want to use object assign or the spread operator. This is not something obvious that uh, the formatter can completely decide instead of us, because both these two different constructs, they have different semantics. And exchanging spread with, let's say, object assign, this may cause some unexpected behavior in our program. So this is not a safe transformation that the formatter can perform on top of our source code. However, a linter can notify us. A linter can find that we have been using object assign and it is going to hint us that, well, you have agreed with your teammates that you should prefer to use the spread operator instead of object assign here. So please reconsider that. If you're unhappy with my suggestion, you can always disable this lint check for this particular line. That's one of the responsibilities of the linters. Another very important one is finding potential bugs. Often linters, they don't find bugs with 100% certainty, with 100% confidence that there is an actual bug in our program. Often they speculate. For example, imagine we have an HTML element. We have assigned this, a reference to this HTML element to a variable. And we're trying to set the inner HTML property of this variable. So a linter can notify us that we're doing something which can potentially lead to a cross-site scripting attack. But at the same time, we might be completely aware what we're doing. We might be certain that uh, this string that we're assigning to inner HTML is completely XSS-free. So here, the linter is going to hint us that we might be doing something which is potentially harmful for our users, but at the same time, it does not have this 100% confidence, just like type systems, that our program is incorrect. All right, that was pretty much everything from me today. Today in this episode, we discussed compilers, formatters, and linters. I hope now 
uh, this brought some more clarity on what are the responsibilities of these individual tools. I'm hoping you're no longer going to argue with your teammates about source code formatting and instead you're just going to pick a formatter that is going to enforce a common coding style for all of you. Thanks for listening. Until next time. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgetchup. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgetchup.com. Thanks for listening.